Welcome to another edition of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. I'm Anthony T. In this edition, yours truly will be talking about the VS Halfway to Black Friday sale that takes place this weekend. I'll give you five titles that I'm going to recommend. It's a long segment, so don't expect news here because that's how long this segment is. Between that and what's Anthony T watching as I review a film that has a 99% rating on Rotten Tomato by critics. That's right, 99%. It's on Shudder, too, so if you have Shudder, you can see this film easily. But I will review that film in What's Anthony T. Watching at the end of the program. Coming up next, I will be talking about the endless number of cocaine bear mockbusters that are coming your way, and that is not good. Seriously. I do not like the fact that now we're getting cocaine this, cocaine that. Why? Why? Seriously. It's bad enough we had 10 million Amityville films. Now we need 10 million films titled Cocaine Blank. Or something related to Cocaine Bear. Why do we need these films? Seriously. This is not what indie filmmaking is supposed to be. Ripping off the major studios. Indie filmmaking is supposed to be coming up with fresh ideas. Not trying to make a quick buck to Wild Eye Releasing or SRS Cinema. I'll go more into that next segment when I come back. Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. A weekly podcast here, the discussion is about the most recent horror and genre films. Intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. A conversation between co-hosts discussing not only the film, but also the connotation that the directors and screenwriters are trying to articulate. If you want more than a review, listen to Dark Discussions. Speaking of perception, there's just one more scene I want to talk about, which is after Caleb discovers that Kyoto's a robot, Kyoto kind of peels off her skin, showing him what's underneath. Now, wait a minute. I know where you're going with this, but tell me you weren't already thinking this 15 minutes earlier in the film. Exactly what he's thinking at that moment. Which is he's a robot, too. Oh, I considered the possibility. Right, and that's what I like, is the fact that the writers were smart enough to know that this is what the audience would be thinking. We've all seen Blade Runner. (laughs) Right, exactly. www.darkdiscussions.com Wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back. With Cocaine Beer currently out on DVD, Blu-ray, and on Peacock. I think it's now a good time to talk about this glowing issue that I have been saving up for at least the last month, and it is all of these retreads of Cocaine Bear. First of all, let's start with Cocaine Bear. 
I thought it was a very good film. Very funny. I think it's one of my favorite films of the year so far. It is a mindless B-movie, but still, it is such a lot of fun to watch. It felt like a trauma film. Literally. Some of the scenes in this film you would expect would come out of a Lloyd Kaufman film. But, Cocaine Bear really is a very good film. And it is fun. But here's the major problem. I know that Universal is trying to copy trauma between Cocaine Bear and Violent Night. It seems like those films could easily be trauma films. It's bad enough Universal's trying to copy trauma. Now we got indie filmmakers trying to copy Cocaine Bear. I don't need 10 million copies or mock busters of Cocaine Bear before I go into more of these mock busters. I'll tell you what a mock buster is. It's a film that pretty much copies a template of a big blockbuster film. The most notorious criminals of the mockbuster, The Asylum. And let's start off with them, since they always seem to do 10 million mockbusters. It's not surprising they got into the mockbuster game with Cocaine Bear. As they are going to release a film called Attack of the Meth Gator. Which is due for release summer 2023. Are you kidding me? Please? Now we need a alligator on meth. No thank you. I am not seeing that film. And it does not stop there everyone. As literally it's giving all these Amityville films a run for its money. You know. Amityville in Space, Amityville in the Hood, Amityville Karen, Amityville Backpack. Yes, there's a film called Amityville Backpack, everyone. Why, I don't know. I guess they ran out of Amityville films to copy. So the next thing to copy is Cocaine Bear. And I can tell you what, films are coming down the pipeline. Besides Attack of the Meth Gator, which I just mentioned. You have Cocaine Cougar, Cocaine Shock, Crackcoon, Cocaine Ape. I'm not kidding, people. Those films are in development. Why? Please, why? It's crazy, people. Literally. I don't know why we got indie filmmakers that think that they see something that is so bonkers, so crazy, that, you know what, we're just going to copy what the major studios do. There's no originality to it, people. You think I'm going to watch any of these films I haven't watched any of these stupid Amityville films. Why would I watch any of these cocaine shock, cocaine ape, 
Attack of the Meth Gator type films. Why? Be original, filmmakers, please. Don't live on the success of the major studios. Because you are just creating movies for cash. You're not creating movies to build a resume, to build your profile, to showcase your talent. You're just making these films so you can just make dollars for whatever studio is going to distribute them. And it's on the distributors as well because they're the ones that are encouraging these kinds of crappy films. This is giving independent film a bad name. It's one thing to do we need to poo blood and honey, but when you have 10 million films trying to copy Cocaine Bear, it's ridiculous. Why do we need all these copies of Cocaine Bear? What's next? Cocaine Backpack? Cocaine Cat? Cocaine Dog? Sure, why don't we have Amityville Cocaine House? Come on, you indie filmmakers. Please, come up with original ideas. Do not live off of ideas from people from the big studios. It's just not going to get you the attention you want as a filmmaker. If you want to be a serious, successful filmmaker, don't make these types of films. If you want to make these types of films, fine. I'm not going to watch them because I have no desire to see these crappy types of films. There's no originality to them. It's just flat out lazy filmmaking, period. When you don't do original content, it turns me off easily. You're just parodying things. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing if you're wanting to be a serious filmmaker, people. If you want to make these films, that's fine. But don't expect me to watch these films. Because these films, I have no interest in seeing at all. When you don't do original content and do these mockbusters, it limits your audience. As the people who care about original indie horror content, as it will turn off. You're just parodying things. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing if you're wanting people to take your films seriously and enjoy them. Because I know a lot of people who love indie horror don't want to watch those stupid Amityville films and don't want to watch this new wave of cocaine shock, cocaine ape type films. If you want to make these mock buster type films, that's fine. But don't expect me to watch these films. Because these films in the final cut don't have a good track record of succeeding. I'd rather spend my time watching indie films like The Outwaters, Skinner Marink, Kids vs. Aliens, 
seeds, those types of films. Not crappy films like Cocaine Ape, Attack of the Meth Gator, etc., etc. Because at least those films are original. Not these films that are trying to copy Cocaine Bear. Please. Every time a film like Cocaine Bear succeeds, we get 10 million of these films coming out. And it's a disservice to all the great indie horror that is out there today. That we have filmmakers that rather copy films that are popular in theaters instead of trying to create original stories. As I do get offended when people try to copy and paste films. That's what these mockbusters are. Copy, paste. That's all. Why would I want to see it after I've seen the original? I don't need to see Crackoon, Cocaine Shock, Cocaine Ape, and all these other ridiculous films that are coming out because of Cocaine Bear's success. From all these indie filmmakers. Sorry. I'm not interested in seeing any of those films. I'll take a pass. Because I support original indie horror. And I support original content. Not filmmakers that are trying to cash in on a popular film. So they can go get it distributed. From a Wild Eye releasing. Or an SRS Cinema. So they can get it out there to the masses as quickly as possible. Have some originality, people. Seriously. Hi, I'm Anthony T. And I'm director Andrew Duran. And we are the Two, Two from, from Hell. Hell. And we're putting Rated R back into podcasting. Every month we will be dropping an episode on the Doc Discussions Network. We'll be chatting about some of our favorite films news, reviews, and maybe interviews. You can find Two From Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two From Hell Podcasts. Trust me, you're seriously not going to want to miss the show. Every day there's a family struggling with hospital bills to care for their sick child who is fighting an illness. There's a woman who is fighting breast cancer and is having trouble making ends meet while paying for their treatment. And there are burn victims that are going through treatments to heal their deep wounds. There is a charity in the horror community that helps these people. Scares That Care is an organization that helps families deal with the bills for their child. They help women get the treatment they need to fight breast cancer. And they help people who are dealing with severe burns get the help they need to heal. Scares That Care is a 100% volunteer organization and 501c3 nonprofit charity that is dedicated to helping these people in fighting real monsters. To find out more information or to donate to Scares That Care, you can go to www.scaresthatcare.org. Every donation helps Scares That Care fight real monsters. Welcome back. Now, 
This weekend is the Vinegar Syndrome Halfway to Black Friday sale, or as I like to call it, VS Halfway to Black Friday. As you all know, I always call this company VS. And it's taking place on Friday, May 26th through May 29th. And what's going to be on sale? It'll be every title that was released from 2022 on. Meaning titles that were released in 2023 this year won't be discounted for this sale. Meaning any title that was released this year will not be discounted in this halfway to Black Friday sale. Which I kind of wish they did for at least January and February, but what can you do? The major titles coming out during this Halfway to Black Friday sale are the next VSU release, Showgirls, which we will not talk about because it's not horror. Then we have A Blade in the Dock, which is a film I've been wanting to see. And The Boogeyman, which is a good film. I've seen this film. I can recommend this film. As this is probably the only film in that series that I can recommend. Because the other two films in that series just suck. Seriously. And you also have the Village of the Damned box set. Which I believe is a box set of Spanish horror films. Plus you get two secret titles. Which usually are some of the wildest titles. That get announced. That's why they're a secret. Sometimes you get lucky with these titles. As there's been a few times where. I've gotten lucky with these titles. And they're actually good films. And sometimes it's just. There. So that'll be interesting. There's also two VSAs coming out. In a VS Lab. Box set. During this Halfway to Black Friday sale. Now I've already got the whole package. Which includes Showgirls. A Blade in the Dark. The Boogeyman. And two secret titles. As I pick that up. During the pre-order. Of the package. Another thing that's different. From past. Halfway to Black Friday sales. Is that. You can't subscribe to the half yearly package for VS. As that will be taking place in the first week of July. So you have to wait to July to subscribe to the half year package. And June is partners month. So there's no VS titles in June. With that, let me stop. On five films that I recommend that you should pick up at the VS Halfway to Black Friday sale. Starting off my Halfway to Black Friday recommendations is a film called Pale Blood. Now this is a vampire film everyone. And I have a specific list of things that I want to see in a vampire film. I want it to be very gothic. I want it 
to be very bloody. I want it to have some bite to it. And this film has all three of those. And then some. Because this was more of a different type of vampire film, per se. This wasn't the traditional, I'm going to go bite you in the neck type vampire film. This is more like a murder mystery vampire film. As we don't know if these vampire killings are vampires or somebody mimicking vampires kills. But Pale Blood was a very good film. I like this film a lot. I think it's one of my favorite VS titles, period. And I can't stress enough to recommend this film during the Halfway the Black Friday sale. I know there's not going to be many copies around of this title. As I am recording this, this film has a grand total of 918 copies. As you can forget about the limited edition slipcover, as that's been going for a while. But one of the things I really liked about this film was the fact it was one of those unique vampire films. The film has very good performances from George Chackens, Pamela Ludwig, and Wings Hauser, as all three of those people were very good in this film. And this film also had some very good direction here. I really liked the direction in this film, as this could have been one of those low-budget vampire films that went nowhere, but... Surprisingly, this really was fun. I had a great time watching this film. And one of the reasons why I did was the fact that there was very good direction by Vivi Chin Shu, if I'm pronouncing it right. If not, I apologize. And Michael Layton made sure that this film had a very dark atmosphere throughout. As Pale Blood is a very dark, very gothic, which is what you want in a vampire film. And the fact that this also saw a hybrid murder mystery as well, even added to this film being good. Another thing that I liked from their direction was the way they directed the cast. I like how the way they made sure that their cast really made their characters stand out. You had uh, George Chadwick did a very good job making sure that his performance fit the dark brooding tone that was needed for his character. You had Wings Hauser being Wings Hauser and making that work within the confines of the story, which is good. Because sometimes Wings Hauser can overact, but he's always... One of those B-movie actors that I always love to see. As he's talented. The screenplay written by Shu and Takashi Matsuoka. Do a very good job in making sure that this film had enough action. Enough character development. Enough mysteriousness in the story to keep you interested as this is really one of my favorite VS titles, period, that they've put out movie-wise. 
Not like Blu-ray wise. Sure, you have your Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Amityville Horrors. But when I'm thinking of hidden gems that people should check out, Pale Blood is one of those VS titles people should check out. It's a very entertaining film. It's never boring. Plus, you also have a cool soundtrack from Agent Orange, which helps with the flow of this film. If you're looking for vampire films in this sale, definitely get this one. It's a very good one, even though it's sort of a hybrid vampire slash mystery film. This film has a lot of bite. It's very gothic and it's very bloody. Definitely worth checking out, especially picking up during the VS Halfway to Black Friday sale. Moving on from vampires to space monsters with William Malone's Creature. Now, this is a film that I watched long before VS put it out on their own label as it was floating around on various labels and everything. And I wanted to see it because I was so interested in William Malone because... I liked his films Parasomnia and, of course, his best film, The House on Haunted Hill Remake. So, when I first saw Creature, I liked it, actually. It wasn't this big film. It's one of those alien rip-offs. It's, there were a lot of alien rip-offs coming out in the early 80s, as that was big at the time. And the film really, for some reason, I liked a lot. It's not going to be one of those films where I'm going to say, oh, it's the greatest film ever, or, oh, it's a five-star film. It's not a five-star film. It's a four-star film, as there's a lot of good stuff in this film. There's a lot of history in this film. The film stars Claude Kinski, legendary horror actor from various horror films from the 70s. It also features Robert Jaffe, who's best known for writing and producing the cult horror film Motel Hell, and Diane Salinger, who's most noticeable from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. The casting director for this film was Johanna Ray, who's also a regular casting director for David Lynch, as she's worked on such Lynch projects as Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive, to name a few. I enjoy Creature a lot. I think that's a very good sci-fi action film. It's the typical B-movie sci-fi action film that you check your brain at the door and you enjoy. Because the action scenes in this film were very good. I like the fact that William Malone does a very good job in the way he directs the scenes. He keeps the action moving. There's never really a dull moment in this film. You're never questioning yourself to why you're watching this film. Even though this has this B-movie type feel to it. I also like how the screenplay does a very good job creating this dark atmosphere throughout this whole film. As it's a credit to the look of... Of the planet 
in the way that everything looked on screen, it just added something to this film, which shouldn't have since this is more of a B-movie. But I really think they did a very good job with the limited budget they had with the sets and everything in this film to make it as very dark and gloomy for the planet that these characters are on. I also liked how the screenplay really does a very good job balancing the sci-fi and horror aspects. Both Malone and writer Alan Reed do a very good job in balancing those aspects. As this is a sci-fi horror film, you have to have science fiction mixed in with horror elements. You need the blood. You need the science fiction, like the planet they're on. Or these spaceships. Everything worked out very well. They also do a very good job with the action here. Because they build tension towards the action. As there's some intense moments in this film. They do a good job building up to those moments. It's non-stop. It keeps me interested. That's why I want in a film like this. Malone also does a very good job in getting the performances to be good enough to make it passable. I know, this is a B-movie. You're going to have performances where they're just the typical cliched performances. And especially when you're trying to mimic Alien, you're going to see some of these cliched performances. But it works so well here. Creature is pretty much my second favorite William Malone movie right behind House on the Haunted Hill. It's definitely a sci-fi horror film you should definitely check out. As this was an intense film, I have a fun time watching it every time I watch this film. And also on the Blu-ray, there's a director's cut version of the film called Titan Find. That's also worth checking out. So definitely pick up Creature at this Halfway to Black Friday sale. Next title in my Halfway to Black Friday recommendations. What Halfway to Black Friday recommendations for VS would not be without a trauma title, everyone. That's right. VS does distribute some trauma titles. And they still are distributing Graduation Day. As is... In fact, I think one of the first VS titles I've ever picked up. I think I picked that up at a TerrorCon. I know I picked up Sugar Cookies and Lust for Freedom at the first TerrorCon back in 2014. I'm not 100% positive if I picked up Graduation Day as well there. But I was picking up trauma films at the VS booth back when TerrorCon was at the Rhode Island Convention Center. And VS was vending there. In fact, if it wasn't for the fact that VS vended there, I would not be this big VS fan today. And that says a lot, because I probably would have not discovered this label and the various horror films they would release over the years. If it wasn't for the fact that they carried trauma titles. Or got the license to carry trauma titles. They've come a long way from licensing trauma titles to now licensing films from Universal and MGM, which is 
such a success story from back in the day. But anyway, back to the film Graduation Day. This is, I think, one of my favorite non-Lloyd Kaufman trauma films. I'd probably put it in that top echelon of favorite non-Lloyd Kaufman trauma films. The film has a lot of history regarding its cast. The film stars Christopher George, who plays the coach in the film. He was known for various horror films such as Grizzly, City of the Living Dead, and Pieces. Michael Pataki, who played the principal in the film, was in the cult film Dead and Buried in a minor role as Sam in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers as Dr. Hoffman. The film also has appearances from legendary Scream Queen Linnea Quigley. And it also had Vanna White in the film as well, who is very much well known for Wheel of Fortune. If you have never seen Wheel of Fortune, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because at one time in your life, you've seen Wheel of Fortune. And she's still there. She's still there with Pat Sajak. So, it's just amazing. But anyway, back to the film. This was a very good film. I like this film a lot. It's one of those very cheesy slashers from the 80s. As it had that typical cheesiness to it. That most slasher films from the 80s had. With all the elements and everything. It also had the 80s music. But this film, I think, also has some very good death scenes in this film. I like how they were filmed. Director Herb Red does a very good job with the way he gets everything. He does a really good job building tension in the death scenes. He does a good job with the way he handles the full scares in the film. He does a very good job with the way he directs the performances in this film. As I enjoyed this film a lot. This is not perfect, but it's a fun film. I also like the murder mystery element embedded within the slasher film here. Because it really keeps you on edge and interested in the film's story up until the very end of this film. Which is very good because sometimes in a slasher film... It's good to have a murder mystery also happen within the slasher film. Because if you know the killer, then you really take some of the fun away from it. This one was kind of tough to predict. As it really was an interesting film. I had a fun time watching this film. It's a very good film. It also has very good Lead to performances from the late Christopher George and Patch McKenzie. This is a very good film. It is a must-watch film if you're a fan of slasher films. As Graduation Day is very entertaining. It keeps your interest throughout. As it's one of those fun 80s slashers with a murder mystery that keeps you interested until the final minutes. The next film is the supernatural film Sister Sister. This is the debut film from director Bill Condon. Yes, VS unearthed this gem. And it's definitely one of their underrated titles in their library. 
But back to Bill Condon. He's most known for directing films such as Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, The James Whale, Biopic, Gods and Monsters, Kinsley. He also co-wrote the screenplay for the musical Chicago. He's done a lot of major stuff. He's also directed Dreamgirls as well. So he has a really big resume. And he also has a good cast to go along with this film. As this film stars Eric Stoltz. Who's mostly known as the drug dealer Lance in Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. He co-starred with Cher in the 1985 film Mask. He was also one of the stars in a very underrated horror sequel, The Fly 2. Jennifer Jason Lee also stars in this film. She's been in such films as The Hitcher, The Coen Brothers, The Hot Sucker Proxy, and most recently David Lynch's Twin Peaks The Return, and Judith Ivory, who's been in such horror projects such as Rose Red and The Devil's Advocate, where she played Keanu Reeves' mother in the film. This has a good cast. I have to admit, this has a very good cast. And it really helps with this film, because I am not a fan of Southern Gothic horror films. But with that cast and that director alone, I took a chance on this film, and I liked this film a lot. It is a very underrated gem in the VS library. That doesn't get too much love, I don't think. Bill Condon does a very good job with the way he directs this film. He makes sure the performances are very good. As the chemistry is there with the cast in this film. It is something that you need with this type of film. As this is a southern gothic film. And performances matter. He gets the performances that he needs out of... His main cast, which really makes this film work for me. He also gets the lead performances to be very good as well, as I thought Eric Stoltz, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Judith Ivy were all very good in this film. If it wasn't for their performances, this film probably could have gone south. As, like I said, I don't like Southern Gothic horror films. You need to have performances that are interesting. And each of their performances were interesting to keep me entertained and invested in the story of the film. The screenplay written by Condon, Joe Cohen, and Ginny Sorella does a very good job with the way it mixes in all the supernatural elements, the mystery elements. As it keeps you interested in this story. As this is one of those films where you have a lot of things going on. Both from a mystery standpoint. And a gothic kind of horror standpoint as well. As one of your lead characters in this film is a very dark character. I thought they handled the romance part of the film very well here. As it doesn't get too overboard with what was going on with the film's story. 
It added to the story. It really made the story very good. And it also helped with the mystery component as well. As you don't know what's happening. I also liked how the writers executed that third act. As it really was some intense moments in the last 20 minutes of that film. It really made this film very good. Once the big reveal happened. It made for a very good finale. So definitely pick up Sister Sister during the Halfway to Black Friday sale. It's one of those VS titles that's under the radar. And really deserves to be seen by an audience. I know this may not be the typical VS title. But it has really good performances. Very good direction. And a good screenplay. As Sister Sister is a very entertaining Southern Gothic thriller from start to finish. Finally, my final recommendation in this Halfway to Black Friday sale is a VSU title. Now, not all VSU titles will be on sale. But if this film is on sale, definitely grab this film. I'm talking about Censor. I saw this film back in 2020. One and when I saw this film, it this film ended up in my top three films of that year. I also reviewed this film for the podcast back on episode seventy, and here is my review of Censor. What's Anthony T. watching this episode? Well, since 2021 is over, I figured I'd look back at a film that I recently watched that was released in 2021 with a film called Censor. That's right, there is a film called Censor. Now, this film this year started off the year premiering at the Sundance Film Festival in... In the fall, guys, original release from Magnet Releasing. Then, all of a sudden, it became a VS Pictures release. This is the second film to be released by VS Pictures. If you don't know what VS is, just think boutique labels. But let's get back to the film in hand, Censor. Now, this is a film that takes place during the 80s, in the height of the Video Nasty era. It's about a woman who works at the censorship board. Then while having dinner with her parents, they discuss the disappearance of her sister when they were little. She's not convinced that she's dead. Then she sees one of the films and starts to realize that it could possibly be her sister. So she goes out and tries to search for the truth. This is a very... Good film is one of the, probably one of the most shocking films of 2021. As there's a lot of blood, especially towards the last third of this film. As the death scenes in the last third of this film are very creative. But what makes Censor a very good film was its screenplay. Director Prano Bailey Bond and Anthony Fletcher do a very good job keeping this film very 
unbalanced, very dreadful, very suspenseful. It really, I think, made this film very engaging. As they do a very good job in trying to give you a sense of what 80s Britain was like when it came in terms of horror films there. They make sure the screenplay had airy tone to it throughout. I like how this screenplay seems to have influences of Gilo films, David Lynch films. It really added to this mystique of this film. And of course, this film has a great 20 minutes at the end that really shocks you, which really leaves a shocking impression. Another thing that I really liked about this film was the fact that the director, Prano Bailey Bond, does a very good job with the way she directs this film. I liked how she really keeps this film moving, whether it's the action, whether the film has good lighting, whether it had a very dark tone to it. Because I was really into this mystery, and I was into the story, and I also like how she directs the performances here, as I thought the lead performance by Neve Alga, as she does a very good job making sure her character is very dark, very demented, and you're very interested in what her character is. She really makes sure that the performance matches the material, as this is one of those films that really could go either direction, given the fact that this material has this David Lynch-type feel to it. It's a very good performance. It's one of the best performances of the year. As there's been a lot of good female performances this year, this is definitely one of them. And also with the direction of this film, Censor is a really good film. It is one of those films, if you're really into Gilo films, you into the video nasty type films, you may be curious by this film. Censor is one of those films where it's going to start off very slow, but it's one of those films you just don't give up on. As It's one of those films that just keeps building and building the tension, the eeriness, will continue to build throughout the film. You will enjoy this film as this is a very dreary very eerie mystery slash horror film that i really think people will enjoy a lot if you have the patience like i do as i think this screenplay is very good as it just really takes its time to develop to give you this shock ending and this film does have a shock ending, which definitely will shock you. You may get confused, but it if you manage to decipher the ending of this film, it will shock you. Definitely check out Censor. It is a great film. It is definitely going to be on my top 10 films of 2021. It has great direction by Prano Bailey Bond and a great lead performance. Definitely check out Censor, whether it's through VS Pictures or Magnet Releasing. I highly recommend you check it out. It's also on Hulu, too. So definitely check out Censor. It's a very effective and very good.
good horror film that fans of horror and mystery will enjoy. This wraps up the VS Halfway to Black Friday preview. Don't forget VS, it's having its sale over at VinegarSyndrome.com from May 26th through May 29th, Memorial Day. Definitely pick up some titles at the sale as there are some really good titles besides the ones I mentioned. So that is my five recommendations for the VS Halfway to Black Friday sale. For all your social media needs on Antipes Power and Wrestling Show, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Slashraff at Antipes Power and Wrestling, on Twitter at Arcade Media, and listen and subscribe to Antipes Power and Wrestling Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, other major podcast providers. You can also listen to the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash at film arcade media and docdiscussions.com. What's Anthony T watching this episode? Well, Anthony T is watching a Spanish horror film this episode. Because, well, not every day you find a film that gets 99% on Rotten Tomato by critics. That's right, 99% by 82 critics. But still, it's 82 critics. And it's 99%. So, yes. It's definitely going to grab my attention because, well, everybody thinks this is a great film. So, I'm probably going to check it out. I'm always looking for new films to watch. Whether it's on Shudder, Screenbox, Kings of Horror on YouTube, any place. Give me a film. I'll watch it. And when I found this Spanish horror film that recently came out this year... Through Shudder and XYZ Films. With that 99% score for critics. I knew I had to check this film out. Because simply, not every film gets 99% score from critics. Even though it's 82 critics or so. Not every film gets a 99% score. That's a rarity. Literally. So, I decided to check this film out. Now, I apologize in advance if I get the title of this film wrong, as the first word is very hard to pronounce, but I'm going to give it my best. But I recently reviewed a film on show called Husera the Bone Woman. This is a Spanish horror film out of Mexico. And that's the film that got 99% by critics on Rotten Tomato. Going into this film... I did not know what to expect because, again, this seems like one of those films that tends to be very dreary, very dark. It's one of those supernatural films where it's either hit or miss. Case in point, films like The Curse of La Llorona, that's a good example of a very bad supernatural film. But thankfully, this was not the case with... Huzera the Bone Woman, as this was a great film. 
I really think it's one of the best films I've seen this year so far. As this year has provided a lot of great psychological horror films. You have Infinity Pool. You have The Outwaters. You have Skinnamarink. It's just been a very great year for psychological horror this year. And it continues with Hussara the Bone Woman. And a lot of the reason why this film is very good was the writing and directing of this film. As this has great writing and directing. As writer-director Michelle Gaza Cervera does a very good job in the way she really makes this film work. Whether it's her direction or her screenplay. With co-writer Abia Castillo. As this is one of those films where it could be one of those middle-of-the-road type of films. But the writing and direction here is just great. I like the fact that Gaza Cervera does a very good job with the fact that she directs the scenes. As she really focuses on building tension in the scenes, whether it's the horrific action of the film or the dramatic scenes, there is tension in those scenes. When you have tension in scenes, it keeps you, the viewer, interested in the film. And Gaza Severa does a very good job with that, as this story really kept me interested and invested throughout, which is needed for a film like this. Gaza Severa does a very good job in making sure that everything just builds up. She knows when to turn on the tension and knows when to turn it off. And it also helped with the pacing of this story, as this story moved at a good pace. Which is what you want in a film. Like this. Something that moves at a good pace. And this film moves at a good pace. Another thing that I liked about this film was the screenplay, which was written by Gaza Cervera and Abia Castillo. Had a very good screenplay here, as I really loved the screenplay for this film, as this was very good. They both did a very good job making sure that they fully developed their main character throughout, whether it's through the pregnancy or her past or through her affair. They do a very good job in fleshing out their main character during the course of the film. And that's a credit to the writing. Because if their character isn't fleshed out, you're not interested in the story, and you're not interested in what horrors that take place in the film. And it's a credit to the writing that made me interested in the main character of this film. Along with the direction. It's simple. And that third act of this film was great. Literally great. As it was horrifying at times. There was this one scene where there was so much horrific imagery that it worked in terms of getting you horrified. While it may not be scary at times, there's some horrific elements that makes you not want to take your eyes off the screen. And that's a credit to their writing and Gaza Cervera's direction. And the effects on those scenes where the body horror takes place. 
Because, let's face it, this is a film that has body horror in it. And it really works very well. As the images are horrifying when you look at it. As it has shades of David Cronenberg in it. Especially that scene towards the end of the film. Literally. You could probably think of a David Cronenberg type film for that. Because that's just such a horrific image with all these various people and the movements they were moving. It's just some creative writing plus some creative effects really helped pull those scenes off. This film just has a very good screenplay to go along with a very good direction. And if that wasn't enough, besides all that, this film has a great lead performance by Natalian Solian. She does a very good job with the way she portrays her character in the film. I like the way that she makes sure that her character is interesting. I liked the energy that she brought to this character. As this is an intense role to pull off. But Solian does a very good job in pulling that off very well. As I was very interested in the performance and in her character throughout the film. And it's something that you need in these supernatural type films. To be invested in your main character. You need the performance to be very good. And the performance in this film is very good. Solian really does a great job with this role here. As she makes sure that her character fits the tone of the film. And makes sure that... She brings enough energy into the role. As this was a very good character. And she pulled this role off very well. It also made the character very good on screen. You can write great characters. But you need actors to pull off really good performances. In order to make films very good. And Solian does this here with Husera the Bone Woman. As her performance is just great. And one of the best this year. Now I know you horror fans are not going to like this film. It's an art house type horror film. I know. You guys want something that moves at a quicker pace. But I'm here to tell you. Stick with this film throughout the course of this film. As this is one of those films that moves at a very good pace. It builds the tension very well. And you're going to be very interested in the story. And you're going to be very interested in reading those subtitles. As I know it's a turnoff for people. But I'm here to tell you. Watch Husera the Bone Woman in its original form with the subtitles. It's a great horror film. It is one of the best horror films this year I've seen. Literally. With its great writing, great direction, great lead performance. Husera the Bone Woman is definitely a film that you should go out of your way to check out. As Michelle Gassas-Cervera should be making more films. Quite frankly. As I'm hoping this film lands her more mainstream directing jobs. As by judging this film, she is a very capable director of making a very capable film that is entertaining. And she does this very well with 
Hugh The Bow Woman. Five stars. Definitely one of the best films of the year. So far. Coming up on the next episode of the Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show podcast. I will have my review of AEW's Double and Nothing 2023. Because that's happening this weekend. So I will be having a review of that show next episode. Then episode 100 is going to be a special episode. And I will grind this podcast to a halt until I get a guest. I don't have the guest yet. I'm still working on a guest. But it's going to be a special episode because it's number 100 people. And you have to do something special for 100. It can't be an ordinary podcast episode. It has to be something special. So I am working on that. If you like this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, major podcast providers, and YouTube at YouTube.com at Film Arcade Media. Don't forget, you can also join the official Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show Facebook group over at Facebook. Just type in Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show in the search engine. It should take you to the group page. It's a private group, but just join and I will approve you. No questions asked. With that, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good day. Support indie wrestling and support indie horror. This has been a Film Arcade Media production.